Here, let me get uh, grabbing the headset in a second. Get your shit together, man. Headset. Pro tip: Don't share a laptop with your wife in the year 2012. While <laughs> to get your own laptop. I don't share anything with my wife. <laughs> the way it Except for be. a baby. Except for my baby. Again, should be a Mariah Carey song. <laughs> and probably is. Or maybe Amy Grant. <laughs> my Jesus, baby. Is there any doubt that Amy Grant is uh, Jamie Pollard's favorite artist? The answer is no. <laughs> the, an- the answer is clearly no. The answer to that question is no. There is no doubt. His favorite movie is Hope Floats. <laughs> not Love Actually. No, not Love Actually. Hope okay. Floats because it's more countrified. Okay. And his, fa- his favorite artist is Amy Grant. <laughs> his favorite <laughs> comic strip is Family Circus. Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Family Circus is probably right up there, actually. <laughs> I mean, with those nonstop laughs, come on. It's true. Uh, Kevin, you'll notice there's another voice uh, here. That's Pete uh, Run the Dive. Oh. Who has joined us for the evening. How are you, Run the Dive? I I am sweaty, mostly. It's like, I'm, it's like I'm cheating on you guys. I didn't tell you until, like, now or five minutes ago. <laughs> we did a good way of, like, positive introduction. I'm yeah. literally standing in front of my window air conditioning unit, by the way. If we're worried about um, low-frequency hums, that's what that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, this is our, our final day of just, you know, walk outside, spontaneously combust weather. Yeah. Also, I would have been here sooner except Step Brothers was on, and I had to see the scene where they <laughs> overcrop uh, Will Ferrell putting his nutsack on his Step Brothers drum set. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what better way to uh, reintroduce everybody to the Slow States podcast? It's been, you know, I look, I look back at the uh, the glorious archive, and I listened to the last episode, and it was uh, Patrick who said, we have to do another podcast, because it, it had been six weeks since the previous one, and now it's been six months <laughs> since that one. <laughs> Now you know, we were you know, we were a little busy. Kevin and I were were running uh, Black Shoe Diaries, and now that's over. Our our, our tenure there has ended, and whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah, and and I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> just yeah. No, no no offense to anybody. I'm just happy to be done with it, especially this week with Sandusky going on. Yeah, I don't envy the guy um, curating those tweets. <laughs> no, whoever's, certainly not. Whoever's, whoever's doing that, that on a- the back end. God bless. Is that them. a job now? Tweet curator. Tweet curator. Tweet curator. Yes. It's a it's a very high paying job in the Black Shoe Diaries hierarchy. <laughs> as as they all are. Um, so yeah, that just I guess we'll start with Sandusky because we kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, it. let's get this all the way out of the way. Oh, like. Okay. Please. Your update as of 9.14 p.m. Thursday night is the jury has gone home for the evening. <clears throat> they have requested uh, to review the tr- uh, testimony of both Mike McQuarrie and Dr. Dranoff or Dranoff or whatever his name is. The guy who McQuarrie basically reported the thing to along with McQuarrie's father. So that, that has to do with victim number two. And victim number two is the case that sort of implicated the entire Penn State 
administrative structure, along with Joe Paterno, <clears throat> wherever you think he fits in in that, that whole thing. Um, it, and it's really one of the charges or one of the, I suppose, victims or accusers that has basically very little supporting it in terms of there, there is no, they never found the kid. You know, there, there's no testimony from him. There's no grand jury testimony from him. There's no, there's nothing. There's Michael Query's description of it. And then, you know, all the, all the other associated trend, you know, grand jury and, and trial testimony supporting that. But it's interesting that they're reviewing that. Um, although it's interesting in the sense that I don't know what it means, which is just basically how everything is with this case. Like, Oh, something happened and we don't know what it means. Um, I can't see him, Sandusky, being completely clear, but definitely I, I think just based on, and granted, we're just looking at the tweets as they come out from, from, uh, recesses during the trial. It doesn't seem that the Commonwealth met their burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt in all cases, but certainly some of them look pretty damning. I'm expecting a mixed bag. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, Pete, what do you, what do you see and what do you think's going to happen i i agree with you i don't think he's going to skate on everything but there's some pretty serious credibility issues with you know with, with some of the witnesses there um but to tell you the truth i've been avoiding this as much as humanly possible just because i'm so tired of hearing about it and i'm just glad that you know like you guys i don't have to deal with running the site right now because I can't imagine the shitstorm that that is. It's weird. I, 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 I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I am following the trial as closely as possible, and really, really getting not much work done um, <laughs> during, during the day. It must be, uh, must be said. And as far as news about the actual football team, I'm pretty much ignoring it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I just found out that one of the receivers was kicked off the team. Like, oh, that that happened. Interesting. And norm, you know, normally, of course, it would be the you know in the, the forefront of my uh, my attention here. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I it's hard. Go ahead, Kevin. I, well, I'm I'm with Pete. I, I've taken I've taken the same approach he has. It's it's too hard to for me to continue to follow it. And and actually, so I get home tonight, eating dinner. I got into a discussion about what lamb was and, and the difference between lamb and mutton. And I Google what is lamb. I click the Yahoo Answers first link, first Google response, and blasted all over the Yahoo Answers page is all of this Jerry Sandusky coverage. It's all the stuff about his his you know his um, adopted son and all those new accusations that are coming out. Um, you know, driving to work on NPR. There's three top stories. It's you know, a war in this country, a revolution in this country, and the Jerry, the Jerry Sandusky trial. <laughs> and, and NPR doesn't cover sports. They don't cover, you know, they generally aren't as, aren't as into the celebrity trials. So for me, it's so huge and so overwhelming. And I also, you know, <clears throat> Chris, you and I have talked about how, you know, I guess six plus months ago, um, <laughs> about how, you know, these cases are really difficult to prove and and who knows what will end up happening. I, I kind of have already made up this is it's, I would have gotten kicked off the jury a long time ago, but I've kind of made up my mind that the situation is pretty terrible. And in terms of the, the legal, you know, 
the legal kind of uh and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to um I'm not trying to insist that he shouldn't have a trial and or, or that I shouldn't be open-minded about it if I were involved, but the whole thing just is really awful. And I think I've, I've kind of filled my, my brim. I, I lost interest in the legal, um, very, the very important legal kind of, uh, diagnosis of what's happening. I'm, I'm just, I can't even get myself to, to, to digest that stuff. And Patrick, aren't you happy to be an Iowa fan right now? <laughs> Great for us, boys. Hey, Greg Davis forever. Greg <laughs> Davis forever. Greg Davis forever. I, I just want to forever. point out that, that go, while, home. while we're dealing with, with <laughs> the Sandusky stuff, Patrick is is just bathing in these these faux Nike pro combat uniforms, which are one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the internet in terms of consistent content. You know what's the best part of those is that you have the exact same reaction from every fan base. There are one of them goes up. And 10 websites for 10 other teams go crazy with, this is awesome. And the, the one that it's targeted at goes, I liked all the rest, but I thought they fell flat on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I enjoyed your uh, exchange with the Iowa State fan. With, yes, the, the, with serious Iowa State fan. Serious Iowa State fan is serious. Um, <laughs> they... they uh, um, we did an Iowa State one this week, and it was based on Ronald McDonald. And, um, of course, we got the same response. The, You know, their other ones were funny, but this one really wasn't that funny. I thought it better. <laughs> no, no, it was amazing. And <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and I, I mentioned the fact that it was the exact same response we always get. And there was an Iowa State fan who told me that um, the fact that we were doing this disparaged Jack Trice who 90 years ago was killed by racist Minnesota football players. Um, I'm not entirely certain how. We, we disparaged the, the legacy of, of Jack Trice by making Ronald McDonald jokes, but that's what he was claiming. Um, and then and then he told me that if I was a journalist, I could have researched and found out about their Jack Trice uniforms. Um, Clearly. Yes. And, if, you would have, if you have just driven to Ames... Which I know is a, is a city dear to your heart, um, <laughs> and just dug through the archives of whatever local paper or university paper they have, and just actually put the work in like a real journalist would have. Yes, my favorite is that you I could have learned about the 1904 Jack Trice Ronald McDonald uniform. My favorite part is that there is a a guy that is on Twitter, and I won't name him because I think he's still trying to stay anonymous in his role, but who who is actually um, employed by the football program. Um, who who told me I've never heard of any Jack Trice uniforms? <laughs> he actually works for them and said, "I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about." Um, <laughs> so wait, what is left now? And I know there's Ohio State still out there. No, it's done. Ohio State, Ohio State oh, was did, up. You must have missed it. Oh, I, when, when was Ohio State? Um, <laughs> it was probably last Thursday. Oh shit! Yeah, I completely missed it. Goddamn Sandusky. I'm telling yeah. you, like this is yeah. all. I, I have not paid attention. I, I just now had to finally look up to see what the new uh, the four team playoff deal was. Like I, I, mean, I just I knew it existed just based on the volume of tweets going around. But it is amazing how anticlimactic all of the other news seems to feel. I, I'm totally with you. So Smith gets kicked off the team. Eh. That's my, that's my response. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, of course you did. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll probably go to more games this year than I have, you know, in in all of the two or three years previously. Because you know, I'm not certainly not uh, 
uninterested, but it's just um, it's amazing how all of the stakes get lowered pretty hope, evenly across I'm, the board. I'm hoping that by the time actual football begins again, that I that I at least start to give a shit once again because I don't want to turn into basically my dad in this instance where <laughs> where you know he and and that's the guy God love him he took me to all the Penn State games when I was you know. Four years old, five years old. That all, you know, throughout my entire. He's, he's the reason that you know, I've I've chosen this this weird hobby of writing about Penn State, and and you know, it's the reason I went there. It's the reason my brother went there, and and now he just sort of vaguely checks in on the game, sends me a, a text message like, oh, they I guess they suck today. I don't know. I saw three minutes of it, and I do, I don't want to turn into that. Not not yet, at least. Not for another sixty years or another. I mean, or I mean at least until my sixties. I'm not making it sixty years. Um, but you know, what I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I just don't want to. You know, I want to care, and and, and if I do, if I do care, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel like I'm, you know. And this has become sort of the sarcastic refrain of the Penn State fan, like, oh, well, you know, everyone thinks we're a bunch of child molester enablers, or, you know, we love child... You know, just stop with that, everybody, please. Just stop. It's not funny. Well, the the unfortunate part is going gonna to be that it's it's too early to really, for anyone to... I mean, when I went to Ohio State this year, it was the best I'd been treated in all the years I went to Ohio State previously. So this is what it takes. Yeah. So to be treated well in Columbus. <laughs> But but the sad thing is, is that scarier. eventually eventually it won't be too soon, so to speak, to tell jokes, uh-huh. and that's when like you know the other shoe falls and all of the kind of like not not terribly awkward but really uncomfortable um, things that we're able to skate on now because it is too soon like finally come to 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 being. You know the thing is, I'm fine with the jokes in 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 a lot of ways. Like I'm I'm I almost need them in a sense, just to sort of back off the gravity of the whole situation. Um, you know, the, the, Patrick. The sorry to cut you off, no, Chris. Go well, I was going to say the the Penn State uh, pro combats. So first, first you first you weren't going to go there, and then and then you all went there. What was that? What was that discussion like? There wasn't really much of a discussion. To be completely honest, there wasn't a ton of. We kind of let Horace run with it um, on all of them. There, the only one that had any real discussion was his first Michigan State one was the the, the green and white uh, prison stripes, <laughs> and, and and he said, you know, I like it, but I'd like to do maybe something else. And and we started kicking ideas around, and I threw out. What if they're just wearing Michigan's hand-me-downs? And <laughs> they're both very good. Yeah, yeah and so they both showed up. Um, I think he he had an idea on on the Penn. I think it's kind of what happened with this one. Is he had an idea on on the Penn State one, the second ones that came out, and then said, you know, I really can't, I can't do a a Penn State one that doesn't at least mention this whole thing that's sitting out there. And so the best way to do it was the elephant in the room itself and just put him on the jersey and do that and then come <laughs> back and do the other one before that or after that one was done. Um, and so, but uh, it was we effective. saw him, we yeah. would see him about two hours before they went up. He would he would send them around in the email and go like, here's what I'm doing, speak now or hold your peace. I don't think there was ever a time where we said, I think you're over the line. We just let him run. So, um, but that, that was him and him alone and, and the man's a genius for it. Yes, he is, and I'm I'm also a big fan of Fran Graphs and you know, you know I'm going to I'm going to a Fran, Fran McCaffrey uh, uh, 
can or coaches versus cancer luncheon thing on Tuesday next week. And I'm trying to decide which Fran graph to take to have autographs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for the, the, the uh, look on McCaffrey's face when I say, hey, coach, can I get an autograph? He's like, yeah, sure. And I pull out a picture of him taking off from Cape Canaveral with a <laughs> rocket up his ass. <laughs> I really wanted him to be Penn State's coach. It, it, I mean, they hired him a year before Penn State essentially quasi-fired the cellist. But that, yeah, that's a guy I really wanted to uh, to come to Penn State. So, it, and and look what he's doing at Iowa. Now. I love I mean, they're, him. They're, I, they're they're poised to be one of the better teams in the, in the conference sooner than later. So, yes, you. I, uh, you, I, you I love out. him going to Wisconsin and like, no, 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 we're not talking to your guy. Psst, come to Iowa. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's finally somebody who didn't transfer to Iowa State. Right. Well, he didn't get in trouble, so he couldn't go to Iowa State. He, <laughs> right. he needed to be facing at least a, like an aggravated misdemeanor if Fred Hoiberg was going to show any real interest. <laughs> uh, so, so now, what do we do? We talk about the playoff now. The uh, uh, Mike Slive's apparent victory in getting the uh, the top four instead of representatives from from different conferences. So the uh, uh, the the Alabama LSU scenario could happen in perpetuity. Can I bring yeah. up the one thing that happened after this that I uh, – real quick here. Jim Delaney came out yesterday and said, we're still going to propose the plus one to the presidents. Is the man just in complete denial at this point that he's <laughs> lost? It, from, what, from what I read, it's a base, It's basically a favor to Harvey Perlman at Nebraska, who's, who seems to be the person still pushing this. I, I, I could not believe it when I read that. Even I, and I've defended him all along, even I admit he got his ass kicked in this. And for him to be like, no, 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 we're still going to bring up plus one. Mm-hmm. It still has a chance, guys. This is an instance where he needed to get his ass kicked. I mean, you, I mean, we, we, I mean, not just us, I mean, like the world just rags on Delaney for leaders and legends and all the, you know, all the other shit that seems really, really dumb when it first comes out. But you have to admit, I mean, the guy pulls in a hell of a lot of money for the uh, for the various uh, Big Ten schools, and you know, it's 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 hard to argue with his results, even though his methods are sort of detestable and seemingly backwards at the time. Um, yeah, he he got his ass kicked in this one, and, and I'm glad that as sort of the new kid. Well, I guess Nebraska is now, but but still as the newer kid in the Big Ten conference. I don't give a shit about the Rose Bowl that much. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. It's a ball game. And uh, I know anyone from Michigan or Ohio State or, you know. Iowa. Has, I, has, has Iowa ever been to the Rose Bowl? I, I don't know. Have they ever made it? It's been 20 years. <laughs> no. Um, well, I guess it has, yeah. Yeah. But, it's been 20 years. I was I was 10. Jesus. When we last played in the Rose Bowl. So. Well, you, you, the other thing is, is. The the football teams themselves didn't didn't do the conference any favors. It's one thing to to sell the fan bases, which don't seem to have deteriorated over time, which helps with the with the you know expansion and TV contracts and all of the other things that come along with with making more money than everybody else. But when you go to the table to talk football, finally for the first time, I mean this is the first football deal I think Delaney has done in a real long time. It's it's a lot harder I think to say. To have any leverage in terms of of what is or isn't fair when the SEC has just been 
and and you know there's reasons for this but they they really truly have been kicking everyone's ass for half of a decade now and it doesn't you know appear in the short term as though that's you know going to just completely collapse yeah i mean this it's, it's a question sort of with with you know endless speculation as answers but um how long does this last with the sec just sort of running roughshod over everybody it, well you know i i have to wonder like we all love to throw out the oversigning thing which has to have some merit but can't be the full explanation but the the other good news though is how long is a 14 playoff really going to last really well that's true too so this isn't necessarily something that we're all you know doomed to yeah it's it's, it's the first it's the first bite of the apple right yeah i mean it at some point within I don't, maybe 10 years or so i mean it's going to be eight teams I think that's a pretty safe assumption. It's, yeah, I, eight teams is built in. There's four bowls that are in in play. Sure. It, the next move is going to be every bowl gets a, its a quarterfinal. And that's always what it should have been. And and granted, you know, it, it being college football, these things take for fucking ever to to manifest themselves. But you know, it, I always thought it should have been an 18 playoff, and I don't even really care how you pick them. The, I thought the BCS formula could have been useful for this. If you just take the top eight in, in an agreed-upon formula, those are your eight teams. And people love to say, well, what about the ninth team? Well, you know, fuck the ninth team. Yeah, that, that <laughs> argument is bullshit. Like, yeah, you're not talking, if you're talking about the third team, sure. The ninth team, like, nobody can You know, when the NCAA tournament has the, uh, you know, the selection show, you know, someone screaming about Virginia Tech not getting in at, you know, 17 and 14. Well, you know, screw them. It's, but here's the thing though, is, and I'm going to, I'll probably be writing a post on Monday saying, I, I really don't want to see eight teams. I, I, I think if, if the playoff is going to be an event, like the NCAA tournament in basketball is an event, fine. But if you're trying to find a champion, how often is it that there really are eight legitimate teams that should have a chance at winning a national championship. I, I think in a lot of years you could have three, you could have four, but I, I don't, I don't remember a year where there were nine undefeateds or eight undefeateds. Well, you know, what might be interesting here though, is if, if they do this right, and I'm sure they won't in, in everyone's eyes and probably not <laughs> mine either, but if they do this right, then this there's, there's been this kind of whole, like the committee and, you know, preference to conference champions, which I don't know what the hell that means or how in the world they're going to implement that. But strength of schedule, if strength of schedule is really actually able to get some of these teams to play good out of conference games, you might end up with a little bit more. And I, and I actually agree with you. Um, I, I would prefer to see it at four indefinitely, but I, I do wonder what happens when everyone starts playing, you know, maybe two or three good out of conference games. Um, you know, the lot like just by sheer kind of insane bounces of the football, you're going to have more losses. You're not going to have a team like, um, you know, I'll, you know, every once in a while, a team in the SEC is able to really skate on, even though they appear to be a very good team, a relatively weak schedule. So, what happens when all of a sudden you have to throw two or three good non-conference games in there? Could be interesting. I like that one of, and I, I, I wish I could remember who said this. I don't know if it was one of the university presidents or one of the conference commissioners that said uh, when they introduced the twelfth game, like, oh, we didn't think that the the schools would use that to schedule, you know, Delaware State. <laughs> like, oh, oh, didn't <laughs> like, see that. Really? One? Didn't see that one coming, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, really. Yeah. 
And oh, did we just lose a call here? No. Oh, we're all here. Oh, I thought I lost you. Um, everything just went suddenly like silent. Um, okay, sorry think, about that. Uh, I think Kevin's air conditioner turned off. <laughs> it could have. It could have been. Actually, yeah. the power went out just from my my house alone. Knocked the whole grid out because of all the window units. In there. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, nobody saw the the cash the cash game coming. Like honestly, you, you, you didn't think a September open date was going to be used to schedule, you know. Whoever, Rhode Island. And, you know, I wonder why part of the reason why there's an appetite for this is that 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 was so excellent at the beginning of this whole kind of scam. And then all of a sudden the market really picked up for having to pay these teams to show up. And when you're paying a team, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, you're paying Colorado a million dollars to come out. Well, that's exactly um, it. The, it really offsets the, the, the initial kind of lust i think yeah the, the the teams that were usually selected for those types of games like you know the macrifices as uh, our friend mark hasty likes to call them they up their prices and that's when you started seeing the coastal carolinas and and those other type schools creep onto the schedule because they are willing to come for $250,000 instead of $500,000 and if there's one thing penn state and every other athletic department in the country loves it's money so yes. Yeah, it, the, 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 even if, you know, I, for, I still doubt that the intentions were even remotely pure for the 12th game, but you had to see that coming. Just uh, And just go to go back to your point, Patrick, about four versus eight teams, I, I have in front of me uh, Chris Stassen's website that has all the final AP polls, and I just, you know, I'll, I'll let you pick a pick a year at random, you know, from 93 onward. I, I did this... And, and accidentally clicked on 2007, and that's the year that everything was just massively screwed up where everybody had right. two losses. Um, the eighth place team that year in the final eight people, and that's what we'll use, was Oklahoma at 11-3. and three. Um, And I guess they had just lost the Big 12 championship. They were third the previous week. Um, or maybe their bowl game. Um, so pick a year in a year. Well, the year that I always think of in this circumstance, because Iowa would be just barely on the outside looking in, I think. Um, let's let's look at two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. So, final AP poll: you have Cincinnati at number eight at twelve and one, and at number nine, uh, Penn State. Oh, hey, I, I would I would finish seventh that year. In the so we would have played. You would, have played, you, you would have played Texas, and Texas. just according to this, you know. Inexact. But it was, and it was. Hey, guess who was their coordinator? Ah, horizontal yes. himself, Mr. Horizontal. <laughs> we're, we're getting horizontal tonight, Nile. For the space hey. of the defense, guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be you know it's going to be fun to watch that unfold. That that whole issue. Never mind the entire new coaching staff at Penn State, but um, it, it's interesting when you just change one or two big parts. As well, because everything. Well, I guess you, you know, Norm's not there anymore either. Oh, every, yeah. The whole thing is. Yeah. This is the biggest shift since yeah. since Ferentz got here. It's well, gonna be wait, a weird year for who's, us. Who's coaching the? Uh, who's defensive coordinator now? Phil Parker. Oh, Phil Parker. Okay. Same same name, different results. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, I mean, really, when when Cover you replace two, a guy named when you place a guy named Norm with a guy named Phil, and you expect a whole lot different. Mm. <laughs> It's a good point. It's kind of wishful thinking, maybe, but um, no. But Phil used to coach with Saban before he coached with Norm. 
Okay. So so we might, and he's been promising a little bit more man with the corners, maybe a little bit of press coverage. There's a lot of zone blitzing in the spring game. Like it, we might actually see something that looks like, you know, uh, an actual 21st century defense. Oh, we've been, and we're we're going to be going through the same thing with Ted Roof. Oh no! Oh yes! <laughs> that's, that's, oh no! That's, oh, that's, that's, forgetting that, about yeah. that, and like every time, some, every time somebody says it, like I just get flushed right back down that downward spiral. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a similar situation, well, at least a partially similar similar situation, where our traditional super conservative defense that usually works pretty well is just going to be jettisoned for uh, for. Uh, what does he call it? Multiply aggressive. <laughs> he made up a word. He, it's spelled, it's spelled multiply, and he pronounces it multiply. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I don't think I'm too stupid, but I'm pretty sure that's not a word. That's the British pronunciation. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And what's even going to be more hilarious about Penn State's defense this year <laughs> is that Kevin is going to be our starting safety. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I'm six foot. That's true. <laughs> Penn State has absolutely zero in the secondary. They have they, they have four ha- they have four ham sandwiches in the secondary. It's it's not that's not entirely true, but it's close to it. I think we have two and a half ham sandwiches. I know, but why why even get that far down the line when when we're still <laughs> for the third year in a row? The third year in a row are going to be doing this quarterback thing. Oh yeah, I can't even. I can't even bring my Pete's laughing about the the defense thing and the downhill <laughs> spiral. I can't even bring myself to 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 even comprehend like what what a post this quarterback situation is going to be like. <laughs> we're, we've been doing this for this is like are we a professional football team? Like we're the Cleveland Browns now. We have to do this every year. We have to the same <laughs> quarterback controversy every year with the same ill qualified people. Oh, we are a factory of sadness. Hopefully, at least this year, they won't be alternating every series like they were last year. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's still the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Yeah, it was it was a joke. It was a complete joke. That even when the players on the field, like, I don't know who's going to be coming out next. Like, they, they honestly, they asked, they asked, I, I think it was, I think it was Derek Moy that they caught after a game. They're like, yeah, well, what do you guys know? He's like, we have no idea who's going to be in the huddle until they show up. <laughs> Like, oh, well, yeah, fucking of course. Of course that's how it works. Spread HD. <laughs> it means you spread the quarterbacking duties around as much as possible. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, so well, at least they've decided now. Yeah, you know, there, There's that, at least. Um, yeah, but we decided on a known quantity, though. That And the, and the known part of that quantity <laughs> is that we have no idea what's going to happen. Other than it's probably not going to be consistently, consistently good enough. No, I guess I, I, I don't. I, that's where my despair starts to set in, and it's it's not despair. That's not even the right word. I just dread. Uh, I think. Yeah, dread or um, just uh, morbid curiosity. Where's where this? Where's this fall in? Just the like, futileness uh, of it all. It's all just going to happen the same way. It's like I'm already slowing down to take a look at the uh, nine-car pileup. <laughs> like How many foot's already on the brakes are going to be taken against us this year? And, you know, for all the jokes we made earlier about Coastal Carolina and Delaware State and Rhode Island and all that stuff, there's not one of those uh, in the non-conference schedule. And uh, 
there's Ohio, who Phil Steele has, I think, as his number 31 team and doesn't have Penn State in his top 40. Um, Navy, who's, you know, always weird to play. Virginia, and who's the other one? Temple. Temple. They could yeah. go, they, they probably won't, but they could go 0-4 and, and not be... Awful. The worst football team. Yeah, they could. Which is... I don't know. The good news is, I guess, <laughs> we're going to get to watch four football games in a row. How long until somebody puts a for sale sign in Bill O'Brien's uh, <laughs> front yard? Surprise hasn't happened yet. That, honestly, so am I. And um, <laughs> I, I, I can just see this going like Florida State way, <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where people are being hung in effigy and burned and for sale signs are being put up. And, and uh, we end up in the Big 12. Car windows are yes, car, win, <laughs> car windows are being broken, and then our new rival in the Big Twelve was going to be West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're kind of more similar than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. So we have that to look forward to. The rest of the Big Ten people are jumping on Michigan. Yeah, yeah Patrick. Who are you actually afraid of? Since we're not able to progress that far into the season mentally, we. Uh, We've got our schedule so weird. We've got um, we Northern Illinois for an opener at Soldier Field in Chicago, um, which the last time we played them, we only won like 17 to 7. Uh, you guys uh, do that every year, though. You pick a team and you and you win close, and then you have the same season you were going to have anyway. Yeah, probably. But I think Northern Illinois is actually a half-decent team, and, and this team is going to be so young that I'm not – feeling incredibly confident about that game. Um, and then we come back to Kinnick, and we don't see a legitimate program um, until October 13th. We play Iowa State, Northern Iowa, Central Michigan, and Minnesota all at home in September. Uh, if, if we're not 5-0, and uh, torch the huts and kill the livestock. <laughs> <laughs> That's got a that's got a like number thirteen ranking going into that that mm-hmm. six, six right. game. Because no, nobody will you'll hear you'll hear a lot of Mark May talking about how well coached they are, <laughs> and no one will no one will pay attention to the fact they haven't played anybody. Yeah, um, there'll be a lot of don't sleep on these. You know, no one's talking about Iowa. Yeah, they, they hit the they just hit the bye week and now they're going they're, to East Lansing. They're five and, and oh, by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll, you know what they'll do in East Lansing? I guarantee it. October thirteenth against Michigan State, they will um, they'll be up with four minutes to go. They will give up a touchdown to go down by three, and then it'll be a comedy of errors for the next <laughs> two and a half minutes while they try to run an offense. Um, I don't know what because, that's like because you can take <laughs> Ken O'Keefe out of Iowa, but you can't really take the Ken O'Keefe out of Iowa. <laughs> um, I the, you know the funny thing is the schedule is is really favorable yeah, for a young team. I mean they don't they don't play anybody who aside from Michigan State and Penn State um in in mid October, they don't play anybody, you know, in the division who who looks really scary until Michigan November seventeenth. I think I think they'll probably get killed at East Lansing or at, uh, in Arbor, they'll probably get killed at East Lansing. Um and they're not gonna be very good and, and I still think they're going to drop at least two games that they should win along the way, including possibly our most hated rival, Purdue. Oh, Ooh, I hate those um, guys. Yes, they're terrible to hell with Purdue. Um, but it's a, it's an incredibly favorable schedule for a young team. And if if Ference kind of throws caution to the wind and decides to play the young guys, they might be decent by November. 
or he can keep playing seniors who couldn't pass really bad seniors that we had last year. And you're off and, our you're off our schedule the next two years. I have to I have to make that trip finally. Hey, it's time. I saw last year um, we went up to the Iowa game, and I saw people wearing uh, BHDP shirts and those fantastic um, black and gold overalls. Yes, which I love. Those overalls are amazing. That, that that's a good look. It really. I, is. I actually I, I introduced myself from afar. I was like you know pushing a baby stroller and. and <laughs> like hey, I know you, and they're like, and and they, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the guy from the Penn State site, and they, and we, I had, I had predicted a loss, and they're like, you got to be more positive, man. I'm like yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> and we went out and played like our first, our our best game of the entire season. Right yeah, I, you know, remember this though, Chris. I said the same thing every year, and I get that all the time from people. Like mm-hmm. you're so incredibly negative on this team. Reality bites. I mean, I was at the Temple game. I, I witnessed that bullshit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, that was your response after that game was you were talking about it for months after. <laughs> it was like you clearly like you clearly were very upset about like every every time we talked, every time someone said anything good about the team, it was like we saw what they did against Temple. <laughs> In Philadelphia, <laughs> I, I I can't get that out of my mind. I I, I still, oh uh, yeah. And and who saved the day that that day? Rob Bolden, <laughs> as always. <laughs> as, as, yeah, that's right. As he always, as he has a knack for doing. Rob Bolden saved the day. Still isn't transferred, by the way. Still, really? Still hanging? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's another thing. Like, oh, he's still there. I swear, I read that he transferred. No, that's how... still there. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, let's do the old traditional beer and music, or liquor and music, or liquor and whatever um, suggestions here. Let's start with Pete. Where are you at? What, where are you at? What you drinking? Um, beer wise, I am. Uh, I'm going through a bit of a, a budget uh, conscious period right now. Because your, so, your car keeps exploding. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see a new tweet from you, you're like, "Oh God, <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy." <laughs> like anytime I think about it, like uh, I just want to cry. So anyway, yeah, uh, money's a bit tight. So uh, last uh, last beer I had was an ice cold Genesee Light. Ooh, New York specialty. The uh, it's kind of like iron filings and grass clippings. <laughs> but, well, it's earthy, yes. Yeah, but but you know it's just it's so good. <laughs> now, especially when it's ice cold. That's just that's, that's just your that's just your standard Jenny. It's not your Jenny cream ale. No, no, it's not the cream ale. The cream ale is the uh, the heavier duty version. Okay. That will uh, guaranteed that if you have you know an, a one night of drinking more than like two or three of them, you'll be basically stuck on a toilet for about an hour and a half the next day. <laughs> that's the same thing with Iron City, by the way. Out in Pittsburgh, I, I, they, they haven't made an Iron City cream ale yet, have they? No, <laughs> no, no. It just it just creams your intestines. <laughs> and uh, any music or anything else you uh, would like to suggest? Um, music wise, I've been listening to the new Japan Droids album a lot. I just that, got that album kicks. Mm-hmm. Ass. It seems like everybody in my Twitter timeline just got that. 
Yeah, it's great. And it's uh, it, the shit it, out of it. I mean, it, it, for people who, who don't listen to Japan Droids, it's just it's a guy who plays guitar and a guy who plays drums, and they just go ape shit for about a half hour, and it's eight songs. It's, so it's, it's it pretty fantastic. Wanna, it makes you just want to, like, drink heavily and howl at the moon. <laughs> and as I just learned, uh, they're from Vancouver, which makes me uh, think of the nice hockey riots last year. Yeah, so they definitely like to riot. Yeah. So that's, that, 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 that fits. How about uh, Patrick? How about you? Um, I've been drinking. We finally um, – I don't know if you guys have got this. I'm sure you have because your state's much bigger than mine. But we finally got Founders. Mm-hmm. Uh, here and i've been drinking nothing but centennial ipa for like a solid month um in fact i've just have an iv hooked up now um <laughs> between that and their dry hop uh pale ale i, I, I am dying to get my hands on their uh kentucky breakfast stout i've they, heard it's excellent i've seen it i didn't really want to spend like the 17 dollars for the four pack but uh-huh. i would i would totally uh if it's if it's based on anything else that I've drank from theirs, it might be worth it. Right. Um, I'm glad that that Pete took care of uh, Japan Droids for me, so I can be freed up to talk about random bands that no one will ever actually hear. Um, Des Moines' best band, Christopher the Conquered, has mm-hmm. been the only other thing other than Japan Droids I've listened to in the last <laughs> two weeks. So, um, if you want to hear a band that is like a guy on piano and a guy on drums and a horn section and then just like random other stuff happening around them. Christopher the Conquered, you can get it on Spotify. The folks everywhere around the city began to move their asses. Yeah, God decided it was time for them to dance. Check that. I am just drinking a glass of rum. 
this is what my wait, life wait, is. Parenthood, been, ladies and gentlemen. Parenthood. My life has been reduced to this. It's actually really good. Though. It, it It's stuff that I brought back from my uh, trip to Costa Rica. It's a uh, 20-year rum. So it's not. I'm not drinking like Calico Jack or some... <laughs> some uh, Emer- Captain Morgan's knockoff, uh, and I have finished a bottle of Calico Jack before. But um, yeah, this this stuff it's like drinking a cloud. Honestly, it, when I say I drink a glass of rum, like it's it, it's delicious. And as far as as far as music goes, um, Pete has taken care of Japan droids. Uh, <laughs> I, I recently on Amazon got. Um, for five dollars, and if you can still get it for five dollars, I would recommend it. It's um, the two MCs from De La Soul, Plug One and Plug Two, as they're known, um, did a little concept album. Which you know, it's not exactly the most ambitious thing in the world. It's not Tommy, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's but it's good and it's entertaining, and there are a lot of good beats on it. And, and instead of um, uh, teaming up with their usual DJ, they got some producers from France, which makes things a little bit weirder. Um, Interesting little thing, just basically made up a story about two young rappers trying to make it big. They get in a fight, they get back together, everybody's happy by the uh, ninth song. And uh, it's it's a nice listen if you're just driving around, because it doesn't require a hell of a lot of thought, and the beats are excellent. So, if you can still get it for $5 on Amazon, I would do it. Friends, how many have how long before they split like atoms? Don't ask me, but what I do stand behind someone having your back seems hard to find. You know the line, don't judge a book by its cover. Read every page, cause the nigga's my brother. But it should have stated that the book in one's life is always being up. So open the book. Business page nine, right? Yo, sun's out, so mama first, sun's up. Between me and Dean, I'm the first one up, ready to grind. Always on time for any interview, face to face, even online. Knocked out about four people. Dean's stumbles through the dope grog. Last night, foggy, so unprofessional. What? You wanna hold a congressional hearing on this shit? Come on, pop quick. This is how he is when it comes to the biz. Off point, off centered, and when you point it out, he gets ill tempered. Motor of the show's pissed up, spot had a curfew. But Hurricane Winter blew through and made a mess of the day. Yeah, I got here late, and we did only four songs. Supposed to do more songs, now can do dealing with the riot at the beer. Friends, do we really have them? How long before they split like Adams? Don't ask me, but what I do stand behind is someone having your back. It seems hard to yeah. find. You know the line, don't judge a book by its cover. Cut every page, because this man is my brother. What it should have stated and finally kevin so i i've um been doing this constant shuffle of head in the heart and the lumineers um i don't know if anyone's into this like semi pansy music but it's it's really good (laughs) it's doing it's it's soothing me on the hundred degree train rides i have the best album though that i think has come out in a long time is um Langhorn Slim did like a self-funded, very similar to what um, Brian and Imgo did actually for for his uh, preview magazine. If if anyone listening followed that at all, um, raised plenty of money and put out an awesome, awesome kind of self-published album that uh, that I highly, highly recommend. Uh-
In terms of beer, I spent a ton of money to buy a ticket to DC Saver, which um, is like the kind of premier uppity uh, beer event that I've always not gone to because I didn't want to spend the money. And then I finally sucked it up and bought a ticket for it. And then I got deathly ill the day of the dinner and couldn't go. But I'm told and, and agree now that I've been able to go out and buy six packs that um, Saranac, which was always kind of a nice, cheap alternative to Yingling when we were in school um, in terms yeah. of like crappy kegged beer. They're actually, I was surprised to hear um, and have had making an awesome white IPA, which is kind of... Hmm. Um, yeah, a weird awesome. combination of, yeah, it's got that nice, like, uh, kind of wheat yeast taste, but it's well hopped. And then also flying dog has this, um, farmhouse IPA out. That's really, really phenomenal. Not incredibly, uh, unique, but just a really, really good farmhouse ale. So, um, those are, those are definitely the two things. And then I've been trying to shout this like to everyone I know, but there's a, a music streaming site called RDIO Radio that I like. I get on these music streaming sites for like two seconds, and then I immediately go back to just listening to my iPod or or um, or whatever I have in my Amazon Cloud. But I'd highly recommend checking that out. It's got a cool uh, kind of what are other people listening to right now thing, and um, plenty of playlists and all that other normal crap. So. Hit me up on the Twitters if you if you suck it up and, and sign up for a video account. Oh, my friends. Nice to do this again. It really yes. is. I'll see you guys in six months. Yeah. Can I make one more uh, music recommendation? Sure. Um, there's a song by this artist Carly Rae Jepsen called Call Me Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check out. You know what's funny? And, and, uh, I, I, I've managed to avoid this song completely until this morning and um every, every day my kid wakes up at, at exactly 5 30 it doesn't matter what time he goes to bed it doesn't matter what time i go to bed so this is why i'm going to bed at like you know 9 30 now this it we're past my bedtime officially um but we have to because we're not ready to wake up we bring him into our room and basically just play videos on the iphone for an hour while we sort of try to get four minutes of you know incremental napping in before we have to drag our asses out of bed and we played Call Me Maybe for him this morning, and that kid fucking loved it. <laughs> just, he, he, he gets this look. Uh, other things he loves, um, because he, he just, if you play the right song for him, he just stops what he's doing and just stares. And it's awesome because he's quiet. Uh, other things he loves. If he hears the opening little xylophone to uh, Somebody I Used to Know by Gautier, um, he just freezes what he's doing. Also, he loves uh, Real Motherfucking G's by Easy E. <laughs> and um, and the Feist uh, one two three four song that she did for Sesame Street. Anytime, anytime you hear that, he shuts down. So, uh, child rearing or child rearing uh, advice for future fathers out there. I too would be able to, to avoid it until today, um, and I don't know how. I don't have a kid to worry about. I have a dog that wakes me up at six o'clock. That's. <laughs> <laughs> play play some Call Me Maybe for the dog. You know, really, last time that we were on this, I didn't have a dog. Oh, that's right. That's how long it's been. I got a dog. <laughs> and the dog is six years old now. Yeah. Well, in dog years, yes. That's actually true. <laughs> okay. What kind of dog is it, by the way? I, have to, I must know. It, it's a Cairn Terrier. It are looks you, like Toto from The Wizard of Oz. Are you going to fill uh, Facebook up with pictures of it like Jacoby's dog? No, and he does not yet have his own Twitter account, like Jacoby's <laughs> dog. 
<laughs> Jacoby's dog had a Twitter account like the day that J- the Jacoby got the dog. <laughs> you know what? Something sad though. Jacoby had to give the dog up. Oh, he did. Because he moved to Chicago. Oh, he moved. He oh, that's sad. So now Jeebus has the dog. Oh, good. <laughs> it's, like, it's just getting passed around the BHTP crew. Eventually, right. we'll get it. I'm sure. Yeah. Didn't he have like a massive dog to begin with? It's a gargantuan dog. It's a. Um, it's those uh, big pier or great pier, like oh, big yeah. white gargantuan slobbering thing that will kill you in your sleep. Um, <laughs> and I'm, sh- I'm sure Ross WB is looking forward to owning that dog in nine months. Yes, he will. <laughs> Eventually, Horace will get it. <laughs> That's a prize for writing all those posts. You, can the dog. <laughs> you, you have been paid in dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there will be no monetary reward. Here's your dog. <laughs> See, that's, that's how we should have done in Blackshoe Diaries. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> anyway, um, nice talking to everybody again. Pete, thanks for joining us. And yeah, um, yeah. everybody, subscribe on iTunes and uh, come visit us on Tumblr. See you next time. What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me And one day we will die And our ashes will fly From the aeroplane over the sea But for now we are young Let us lay in the sun and power